Hi friends, happy Wednesday, and thank you again for joining me on this journey to live more simply and create more systems in our home so that we can live out some life-changing habits. So this morning, while I was resetting our kitchen after breakfast, I had some thoughts come to my mind that I want to share with you. I always have inspiration that comes to me when I'm doing random things around the house or going on a walk, exercising, working in the garden. And I don't always get to write them down at that moment, but sometimes I hang on to them and I'm able to bring them to you and to share them with you. So this is a thought that was coming to my mind or that came to my mind as I was resetting my kitchen is that sometimes we view our homes as like it's supposed to be this showcase of this beautiful, picture-perfect, better homes and gardens, Pinterest-y, perfect home. And instead of seeing it as a place where we work to create and to work to do things in our home that meets the needs of our home, meets the needs of ourselves, meets the needs of our families, like our kitchen, for an example, Instead of our seeing our kitchen as a workspace to provide food and to provide meals, we are bombarded with these ideas that our home has to look Pinteresty perfect all of the time. And these magazines and what you see on social media and all of these outside influences, instead of really recognizing it for what it is, it is a workspace to meet the needs of ourself and of our family. So I want to talk about comparison and how comparison may be stealing your joy in your home and how you can develop a habit of contentment instead so that you can actually enjoy your home. Do you ever feel like you can't even enjoy your home because you are coming to it with all of these outside influences that are shaping the way you are supposed to look at your home in the way that it's supposed to look to everyone else in the world. Do you feel like you can't even enjoy it? So I want to break down all of those walls. I want to expose the lies for what they are. And I want to set you free. I want to help you create a habit of contentment instead. We're going to pull back some layers. So I hope you're ready. And welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. We have too much stuff, not enough space or time, and lack the motivation to get our life together. We need simplified solutions to tame the chaos around us and be available, both mind and body, to experience all the joy that life has to offer. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. So as I was resetting in my kitchen after breakfast earlier and thinking about this idea of comparison and how it's stealing our joy and how our homes are actually a workspace for what matters most to us, our kitchens, our kitchen counters, our workspace, instead of this being this showcase, right? So it got me thinking about older homes, like back in the day, what the kitchens actually look like and 
you know, I wasn't around back then, but I love the show Downton Abbey. And when I was watching that show a couple of years ago, I noticed where the kitchen was. It was actually like downstairs in the basement and it wasn't the main focus of the home. I remember the parlor, which would probably be our living room, was like the main hub and the main space, the main living space, as well as the grand foyer, if you've ever seen that show. The kitchen was not grand. It was not, the the people who live there and own the home never even went down into the kitchen because the kitchen was a place of like work. It was a place where the servants spent most of their time. And it's really interesting how our culture has like flip-flopped to where the kitchen is not, no more like a place of work, but it's a place like a showcase. And Yes, it can be beautiful. Yes, it can. And through simplicity, we can keep it beautiful. (laughs) So I'm not trying to change your culture too much, but keeping in mind that we put so much pressure on us to have everything looking picture perfect at all times when we're working, we are serving, we are working in our house. We we don't live in a culture anymore where we have servants or we have maids. And if you do... (laughs) You are one of the lucky ones. I remember back when my kids were little and I I asked Jared if we could hire a live-in nanny and actually somebody who spoke another language so that they could also teach my children to speak that language. And I wanted to have her live in our home. and, And I think a lot of people or some people in like bigger cities do this and in other countries do this, but I wanted to have a live-in nanny. I think it's called an au pair who would tend to the different duties and chores in the house and maybe cook dinner and provide dinner and then also tend to the children if I needed that help. And obviously we didn't, I never got my wish and my kids are older now and I don't need that anymore. But how amazing would that be? But we don't live in that type of culture. We're, us moms, we're doing everything. And so we put so much pressure on ourselves for our workspace to look amazing at all times and that is just not feasible that is not achievable and I feel like a lot of us are still are losing our joy and it's stealing our joy because we're trying to both serve our family and be great moms but then we're falling under pressure of the world and what we're seeing and what we're being exposed to of the outside world that your home needs to look amazing at all times. You might even see on social media now where you will see one angle of somebody's home. They'll post a picture and then they'll turn around and show you like Instagram worthy and then real life. How crazy is that? It's weird what our culture has shifted into. But aside from like what you see on social media and the internet, we also have the ability to fall under pressure and comparison by our family members. If like your mom was someone who you thought always had her home put together or your sister, her you go to her house and it's never a mess, then you might think, oh, something's wrong with me. I don't have the skills. I don't have the ability. Why is my home not picture perfect like theirs all the time? And so you're your comparison by by comparison you are stealing yourself from the joy that you get to have in your own home okay so i want to share with you a couple of thoughts 
to hopefully release you from this pressure of comparison and hopefully instill a habit of contentment. Now with habits, they're going to have to be practiced. You're not going to get this right the first time around. So it's going to take a lot of practice and a lot of intentionality. So I want you to know that your home is uniquely created to fit your family's lifestyle and your family's needs. You may be adding unnecessary stress to your family because you're not leaning into what's good and what's right for you and for them. Okay, so a couple of years ago, I wanted to live a more zero waste lifestyle. And what I was seeing on social media, Instagram specifically, were a lot of accounts where they had like this jar of all of the trash that they accumulated from that one year. And I thought, wow, I want to be like that. I want to be like that. And so, yeah, I was able to, you know, glean from that information and apply some of it. But when I tried to go too hardcore, it put too much pressure on me and it put too much pressure on my family. And I just realized, you know, all I have to do is just do a little bit better than I did last year, a little bit better. And if I want to be more zero waste, then yeah, that's great. But do I want that to be my main focus? Do I want to make myself feel bad because I can't? Absolutely not. So if you want to live a clutter-free lifestyle, just take one step towards that. Does it mean that you have to go all in and it's either all or nothing and that you're a failure if you revert back to a little bit of clutter? No. Baby steps, tiny movements in the right direction. Tiny movements in the direction that you want to go and the person that you want to be in two or three years, okay? Also, comparison is robbing you of the lessons that you are meant to learn in the season that you are currently in. It also robs you of your creativity and your natural God-given preferences. You lose who you are and who you are uniquely created to be because you are always being influenced by others. You might not even know who your real self is. You don't even know what Lisa wants or plug in your name. You don't even know what you want because you are exposing yourself to too much. You're seeing too much and you don't even know what it is you actually want anymore because it's all confusing. It's all a bunch of noise. And friend, sometimes we have to shield our eyes. We have to shield our ears. We have to turn it off. We have to turn a blind eye to some things sometimes. You might need to take a fast, a break from looking at things. If they are bringing you down and they're stealing your joy and they're building up comparison in you, you might need to shut it down for a while. You might need to turn your eyes into your home, into your family, and lean in to your natural God-given preferences. Okay? Do you even know who you are anymore? All right? So I, I was thinking about this lately with blogging. Like I have been wanting to be to blog more. I love to write, but I end up comparing myself to other bloggers or people on social media, and it is stifling who I am and my own voice and my own creativity. So you need to get to know who you are by turning off the noise. And I know it's hard because we have these habits that we've gotten ourselves into, and it's so easy to pick up our phone and just without even like thinking about it, we mindlessly click on the apps and before we know it, we're scrolling and we feel bad about our life. Also, the grass isn't always greener in someone else's house. 
because people have their own struggles and they have their own areas that they want to improve on. What you have right now is what somebody else admires. So for instance, I live in a 1950 farmhouse. Okay, that, that, that sounds really exciting and really appealing to a lot of people. Okay, we have this huge farmhouse movement trend going on. And it sounds really exciting and really appealing. But when you live in a 1950 farmhouse and you have creaky floors and you have walls that aren't square and you have doors that don't close properly and you're having to redo plumbing and redo electricity and redo all of the things, it's not as appealing. It's not as, you know, exciting to live in a farmhouse anymore because you have a lot of issues. Okay. Yes. On the outside looking in, it looks pretty and I have this cute little pretty garden outside. Yes. Okay. I love my home. I like the creaky floors. I like the the screen door that slams. I like all the things. Okay. I do like it. But for someone who likes the, the idea or the novelty of it, they probably would do better in a, a newly built house. You might not, when you get into an older house, some people, they, they love the idea of it and then they get into it and they're like, whoa, I, we are not DIYers. We are not renovators. My husband is one of those people. And I kind of like pulled him along and forced him to be a DIYer. <laughs> So let me just tell you, the grass isn't always greener. Those people that are posting on Instagram of these beautiful, like picture perfect. Okay, for one thing, they're probably getting paid to do that. So life is not always like that. Okay, they have their own struggles. They have their own issues. They have their own problems. So don't always think the grass is greener in someone else's home. The grass can be really, really pretty in your home if you change your mindset, okay? And I'm gonna help you to do that. So let's go into some, some things that are gonna help us overcome this, this habit of comparison and lead us into a habit of contentment and joy, okay? We have to change our thoughts first. We have to get to know ourselves. We have to get to know our own desires and what feels good and right for us without any outside influence. Is that even possible? I think it is. You might need to take a break from what you're seeing. This can be based on how we were raised, but it also focuses on where we want to go. A good question to ask yourself is, what are some of the dreams I have for my own family? So my husband and I were spending time to, together um, last week. We spend time together every day, but I remember one day specifically last week, I said to him, I was talking about our children being really, really sentimental and everything and how sentimental and sweet my middle child is and how he just is so appreciative of his parents and that we spend time with him and he's just a blessing. <laughs> and I told him, I said, Jared, I only have two dreams of, you know, that might sound like I'm not aspiring to much, but I have two main dreams for my family. Number one dream, I want my children to want to come back to our home for gatherings when they are adults, when they are married and they have their own families. I want them to desire to come back for family gatherings, come back to mom and dad's house. I want them to desire that. I want them to long for that. Okay. So that's one of my dreams. And I am living daily 
to fulfill that dream. I am instilling a good relationship in my kids and creating good memories with them now and having hard talks with them and always being there to support them because I want to fulfill that dream of my kids wanting to come back. The other dream that I have is that I want to own a lake house. I want to own a place, a vacation house or a weekender house where we can leave all the normal everyday life behind and we can just go and have those memories of going to the lake for the weekend. Those are my two dreams. But I had to really strip it all away from looking at everybody else's dreams and everybody else's grand lives and really focus on, okay, Lisa, what does Lisa want? What do I really want? And then once I figured it out, then I built my life around my dream. So the first thing you need to do is change your thoughts. Get to know yourself. What do you really want? Stop looking at other, what other people are doing and realize what you want and build your life to meet that, whatever it looks like, okay? The second thing that we need to do is we need to set some boundaries. <laughs> we need to protect ourselves from sources that make us question those goals and influence our thoughts to spiral out of control. For me, I will tell you, it is social media all day, every day, okay? It, I have good boundaries, but I get into this scroll where I'm like, okay, like if somebody, like my husband, he likes to send me reels, Instagram reels, and they're really funny and I love them. And I feel like it's like a cute little way for us to communicate. But before I know it, I am scrolling all the reels and I am feeling down about myself. I don't know what triggers it, but you have to figure out what your triggers are. Okay. It might be you... You take social media off your phone altogether. I remember I used to only access social media on on a desktop. And I really know I need to do that because it makes me feel like crud. Why do we keep doing the things that make us feel like crud? It's, it's absolutely baffling to me. <laughs> we bring this on ourselves. So we have to muster up the strength. We might need some accountability. We might need some coaching from someone else to work through these thoughts and work through the thoughts of comparison and what's bringing us down and to help us create the life that we really want to live. Okay. Also, I want you to take your thoughts captive. So for instance, if you walk into a friend's house and you start seeing their house and you like, oh, wow, their house is so pretty. Oh my goodness, her my her husband is a builder. He builds houses and they're amazing. And those beams are like so beautiful. And she just has like the Joanna Gaines house. And oh my gosh, I just wish I could have this house. Take that thought captive. Take it right then. Stop it. Extinguish it. You are raining down on somebody else's parade because you think you can't you have to have that. Instead of enjoying what you see, you are thinking you are less than. Instead of looking at the beautiful picture, you are, you're, you're coveting. You are wanting what they have instead of being thankful for what you have. So taking your thoughts captive, turning it from comparison to joy. I am celebrating with them. Oh my gosh, your house is so beautiful. I love the way you decorate everything. And, and instead, letting that be enough instead of you taking it on yourself that you are less than, that your home is not as good as theirs. You have to train yourself. You have to 
reprogram your brain from these habits of spiraling out of control of comparison into I am happy for them. I can I can look at that artwork and appreciate it and not have to take it home. Okay. The third thing that I want you to do is I want you to develop an attitude of gratitude. I know that sounds really cliche. However, it does happen. Okay. I want you to develop an attitude of gratitude by spending time doing the things you enjoy in your home. For me, oh my goodness, I love going out and I am looking out of my window right now at this big oak tree and the wind is blowing and I'm like, I really want to be outside right now instead of being behind this microphone because the wind is blowing and I love it when the wind blows outside in my my farmhouse, my little five acre homestead. And I go out there in my garden and I pick the weeds from the little plants that are growing up. I'm closing my eyes. If you can imagine me sitting here behind the mic and I love going out there with a water hose and watering my plants. And I love going over to the chicken house and opening up the box and seeing what goodness the chickens have laid for me that day and picking them up and talking to them. Y'all, it's the simple things in life that are the best. You might not live in a farm. That's okay. If you live in a big city, whatever it is people do in the big city, I don't know. (laughs) But just like yesterday, I've been trying to get my 10,000 steps in. This is a new habit that I've been trying to work on. And I went for a walk and it was like the best weather. I actually had to turn around. We live in Florida. But I had to turn around and come get a sweatshirt because it was so chilly outside. But I just like the breeze and the coolness of the air. Like I felt so grateful. I felt so much gratitude. I felt so, so thankful for the life I've been given. So when we focus inward, instead of turning our attention on the outside world, we will be so much more grateful Look into your home. Look at the things around you that you can be grateful for. If you have clutter, be thankful for it. Be thankful that God has provided you with enough money to buy things. And he's given you the ability to recognize, whoa, girl, you have gone too far. Come on back, child. Come on. Now you need to, now you need to clean up your mess. You've, you've acquired too much. Yes, it's a blessing to have money, but you don't always have to go get every the, all the things that money can buy, okay? Be thankful for the ability to reason and to think and to have the, the boldness and the courage to say, okay, I want to live more minimal. I want to live more simple. I want this life that Lisa is talking about of living simple and, and you know, creating systems that these life-changing habits can happen in my home and in my family because I really don't want to be standing in my kitchen for three hours every day cleaning up and still not enjoying my house and still not enjoying my home because I have this idea and this picture in my head of what it's supposed to look like. No, I'm going to let that go. I'm going to focus inward of what's perfect for my family. One thing that I can think of that is not picture perfect in our home um, that really helps our, our life and helps me is that I keep a sponge in my my bathroom. You know, like a sponge is okay and it's acceptable to keep in your kitchen beside your kitchen sink, but it's not necessarily acceptable to keep beside your bathroom sink because that's just not what our what do we do. But however, I want my bathroom sink to stay clean at all times. So I put the sponge beside the bathroom sink. Is it like quote unquote acceptable? No. But do I care? Heck no. Because I am going to do what's right for my own life and for my family and for my home. 
Okay. So I hope this encourages you to like, it doesn't have to be perfect. You just are taking tiny steps in the right direction that is good for you, that is specifically good for you. That's why I like to work with people one-on-one. I do have courses that you can take that will help you with the decluttering process, but I like working with people individually because people are different from one person to the next. My tips, my strategies, how I help them create their home is different from one person to the next. And that's why I love the one-on-one coaching um, setting is because what worked for this one client won't necessarily work for you. And so that's why I think be inspired by these episodes. But if you feel compelled to take it to another level, reach out to me, Lisa at habitsandhome.com. And let's do a free consultation and let's cater your life to fit your family's needs. All right, let's get back over those couple of things that I had for you. Okay. First of all, you have to change your thoughts. You know, you can have clutter all around you and your house can look like a complete mess and you can be absolutely happy. You have to change your thoughts, okay? Number two, set boundaries. Things that are bringing you down and making you compare your life or your home to somebody else's, you might need to distance yourself from that. You need to learn how to take your thoughts captive. You might need an accountability person. You might need just a therapist to talk talk through this stuff with. Okay, sometimes a coach can serve as that person because you're just sharing what you're thinking. You just need somebody to listen to you to get it all out and to help you work through those things. And then the the third thing that I wanna encourage you to do is to develop an attitude of gratitude by spending time doing the things that you really enjoy. All right, friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a little bit of a um, come to Jesus meeting, but I hope that you didn't mind. Um, If you know somebody that can benefit from listening to this episode, please send it to them. And if you would like to chat with me, first of all, leave a review as always. And also you can email me, lisa at habitsandhome.com. All right, I will see you right here next time on the Habits and Home Show.